Welcome to another edition of Take 15 of the CFA Institute. My name is Greg Seals, and today we have the pleasure of being joined by Ken Volpert uh, from Vanguard Group, who is the head of taxable fixed income and co-head of the TIPS Fund, which is the largest TIPS fund in the world. Welcome, Ken. Thank you very much, Greg. Um, to start off with, um, well, first let me lay just a little bit of background maybe. Uh, TIP securities, uh, there's been a lot of interest in TIP securities recently with some of the government actions in terms of uh, major uh, fiscal policy and people's concerns about inflation as a result down the road. And so what we wanted to talk to, uh, to you about today is sort of demystifying TIPs because they are a rather complicated, sometimes confusing fixed income instrument relative to other, other bonds that people may be more familiar with. So to start off with, uh, can you sort of talk in a non-mathematical fashion about how TIP securities work, and, and we'll take it from there. Sure. <clears throat> Probably one of the, maybe the easiest way to understand TIPs is to just use an example. Uh, let's say you were to buy a new five-year TIP uh, for $10,000 par amount. So you would invest $10,000 in this TIP. Let's say it had a coupon rate of 2%, um, and and uh, then let's say over the course of the five years, you had about 3% inflation. Okay. All right, so I'm going through some examples here. Um, the tip, if you buy the tip security at $10,000 and there's 3% inflation for five years, that means at maturity you're going to get a principal amount of 115% or you're going to get that 15% inflation in your principal amount. So you're going to get back $11,500 at maturity. Right, and, you're, and you had a 2% coupon on that $10,000, so you're getting $200 the first year. And then every year, your, your $200 is going to grow by, six per, by 3%. So you're going to get $206 the second year, approximately $212 the next year. And so your income is growing by actual inflation, mm -hmm. and your principal amount also is growing by actual inflation at the end. So that's kind of the simple uh, way of viewing, really, what a tip security is, how it's structured. Okay. Uh, maybe you can talk about the drivers of TIPS uh, performance relative to nominal treasuries, regular government treasuries that people are perhaps more used to. You know, what, what drives the price action in these securities that might be very different from what people are used to in normal treasury securities? Um, maybe a way of explaining uh, to start with really what drives TIPS performance itself and then what drives nominal bond performance. And, uh, and I think uh, actually TIPS, the framework of TIPS provides a very easy, you know, much, I think a much better way of understanding nominal rates mm -hmm. uh, by understanding that there's TIPS are out there and you now have a real yield. TIPS actually give you a trade at what's called the real yield, mm -hmm. which is um, the yield before you get anything for inflation. So when you buy a TIPS security, you're getting a re the real yield. Let's say you're buying a at a one point, like right now, the 10 year is a 1.75% real yield. And then when you own the tip, you're, you, so you're getting that 1.75, plus you're getting whatever actual inflation is um, in terms of growth of your principal, mm -hmm. and your income is also growing by whatever that inflation is, in the, as in the example that I gave you. Right. Um, so tips are really simple in terms of what drives the performance. It's the actual inflation plus the change in the, the plus the real yield. So the real yield plus the actual inflation plus how would, however bond prices, the real yield changes and its impact on, on the price of the security. Right. So it's, it's real yield plus actual inflation plus the change in the real yield times the negative duration in terms of how much the price changes based on the change in the real yield. Um, 
nominal bonds actually have five things that cause its price to cause, explain its total return. You have the real yield, mm-hmm. which is the same as in tips, but you also have inflation expectations. What is the break-even inflation rate mm-hmm. in in the, that that's priced into a nominal bond? Because a nominal bond, you don't get actual inflation, so you kind of guess what and you think inflation is, and so you get. The real yield plus inflation expectations, or BEI, in the, in the TIPS market, we look at BEI as what is the difference between, say, a 10-year nominal treasury and a 10-year TIP. Okay. That difference is the implied inflation that's priced into a nominal 10-year bond. And BEI is break-even inflation, Break-even right? inflation is okay. BEI, right. So you get, you get uh, the real yield, plus you get BEI, plus you get the change in the real yield times the duration times the negative duration plus the change in the BEI times the negative duration. Right. Um, so you've got you know a lot more factors in the actual nominal bond than you have in the actual tip securities. So what are the differences between the two that explain the return? The primary difference between the two is one gets the the nominal gets the break-even inflation or the expected inflation whereas the tip gets the actual inflation. Right. So if the actual inflation is lower than the break-even inflation, the, the tip actually is going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. If the actual inflation is higher than the break-even inflation, tips can be helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing that really is probably the biggest driver of the difference in performance between a nominal treasury and a tip security is this break-even inflation. Remember, tips aren't affected by break-even inflation, but nominal bonds are. Mm-hmm. So if inflation expectations or the BEI goes from 2% to 3%, a nominal bond is going to underperform tips just from that change in BEI times by the one percent change in yield times the times negative whatever the duration of that security is. So mm-hmm. if you've got a ten-year bond with an eight-year duration and break-even moves from a two percent to a three percent, that tip will outperform the nominal bond by eight percentage points. Right. So BEI is the change in BEI is kind of really a leveraged has a lever- have a much more significant impact, especially the further out the curve you go in terms of explaining the return differentials between nominal tip nominal securities, treasury securities, and tips. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, thanks for helping us understand these securities a little bit better. Um, what about um, an active fixed income manager? How would they use tips in their por- how might they use tips in, in their portfolio now that you've explained to us? sort of all the drivers and, and how these securities work. Yeah, I think uh, a, a, an active treasury manager, let's start with that, would use tips if they thought that inflation expectations were going to be increasing. They could also shorten duration of the portfolio. So mm-hmm. an, an alternative to shorten the duration of the portfolio if they thought inflation expectations were going to be increasing would be to buy tip securities. That way, if inflation expectations increase, nominals would be hurt, but tips would not be hurt. Right. So th- that's a uh, that that really is the primary uh, difference. Now, if you if you buy tips in a corporate fund, mm-hmm. you're going to be giving up some yield, right? Because right mm-hmm. now corporate spreads are about two percent, two two and a quarter percent. Right. Um, so you're really making two bets, right? You're making a move out of nominals into tips, but you're also making a move out of corporates into governments. So you're giving up some yield spread. So anytime you look at tips, if you're not going from treasuries. Nominal treasuries to tips. If you're going from any kind of a spread sector, you have to factor in the the give up that you're giving in terms of the yield in the portfolio as well. Right. Okay. Great. Right. What about in a um, uh, or what strategies do managers use against the tips bench uh, benchmark if if they're an active tips manager? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I mean, our fund is an active fund, and the types of things that we 
that we look at is obviously you know the difference in duration. So there's a duration component to it. If we think real rates are going up, real yields are going up, we'll be a little shorter. If we think they're going down, we'll try to be a little longer. There's there's uh, the break-even trade. If we th- think that break-even inflation is coming down, mm-hmm. we'd actually prefer to own a nominal treasury instead of a tip. Mm-hmm. So if we think the inflation expectations are too high in the marketplace, mm-hmm. then, then we'll buy nominals in place of those tips. Um, there's auction strategies going on. There's eight auctions right now a year. There's uh, January and and um, July. There's a the ten year and a twenty year auction, mm-hmm. and then in, in uh, April and October there's a, a ten year and a five year auction. So it's really just those four months of the year where there's issuance coming, and there's been two issues per month right now. Right. About sixty billion dollars of supply coming um, this year in terms of new new supply and tips, and that causes the certain parts of the market to cheapen in mm-hmm. advance of the auction. So there's st- strategies around the curve and underweighting where the new supply is coming and then buying back in uh, at, with, this, with the auction, those right. kinds of strategies. And then there's just a lot of kind of uh, what, what we do is swap one issue against another issue mm-hmm. in the same proximity because of, of demand and supply issues right. that may cause some dislocations in the market. Okay. So we'll do that as well. Great. Um, you talked a little bit about the real yield and its impact on the price of the tip security. So currently we have real yields, um, you know, in the, I guess in the five to ten year area of the curve around one and three quarters percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you um, help us in terms of, you know, how do you look at that versus historical levels mm-hmm. of real yields? Where do, we, where do we sit right now versus sort of history and yeah. how can people think about now, that's only one part of the equation of how the TIP uh, does, but if you could explain, put that in context for sure. us. Sure. I mean, TIPs have been around since <clears throat> 1997, so we, we only have about 12 years of history. Mm-hmm. Um, the average real yield in a 10-year TIP um, over that full period has been about 2.7%. Okay. So we're right now about 1% lower than the average over that full period. Mm-hmm. But that period also was a period of declining real yields right. um, over, that, over that whole cycle. Um, over the last five years, the average is about 2%. So we're slightly below the average over, over five years. <clears throat> the lowest that it's been um, has been 0.8%. Mm-hmm. So we're about twice the low mm-hmm. and, and just about 25 basis points below the average. So it give you a sense for, yeah. for where things stand in, in terms of history. Okay, great. What about, um, we've been talking so far about the U.S. tips market. What about international inflation index or inflation-protected securities markets in other countries? Mm-hmm. Are you guys uh, active in those? Which of those markets are liquid enough for you to be active in them? And, and then maybe you could also comment on, is your evaluation of those securities similar to how you evaluate sure. U.S. TIPS? Yeah. The, um, the TIPS market is about, or the inflation-protected securities market is about $1.5 trillion in size globally. Okay. Um, about a third of it, or 500 billion of it, is U.S. tips. Okay. So we're we're pretty far and away the largest issuer of tips in the in the world, mm-hmm. uh, or of inflation protected securities in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two major countries are uh, the U.K. Mm-hmm. and France, and when you add just those three countries together, it makes up over 75 percent of the of the market value of the tips of, of inflation protected securities globally. Okay. So that gives you a sense for really the major major markets. So you've got three different currencies, right? You've got the U.S. dollar, you've got uh, the the British pound, and mm-hmm. you've got you know the euro. And right. then there's other countries in the euro that also issue tips. So if you add all those countries together, it becomes a bigger number mm-hmm. than just France alone. <clears throat> um, 
So, yeah, we do manage. We have a, a fund, in, a usage fund, that also invests in euro inflation-protected securities against mm -hmm. the euro index. Um, again, uh, Barclays, in the Barclays, Barclays Capital is, uh, Index as well. Mm -hmm. But any type, if you're a U.S. investor and you're buying uh, a euro, you know, say a, a, a inflation-protected securities of the government of France, denominated in euros, right. <clears throat> it's the same kind of analysis where you're going to look at the break-even inflation in France between a nominal and a tip to determine what the valuations are in that in that market. Right. Um, however, if you do buy a security there, you you know you obviously have currency risk too, right. and if you don't hedge out that currency risk, it opens up a whole new element of risk, um, which can dominate the interest rate risk. Right. If you sure. don't hedge that out. Sure. Um, one last question. Uh, started this off talking talking about uh, the concern over potential future inflation as a result of uh, fiscal stimulus uh, in the wake of the downturn. Do you want to talk a little bit about what your view of inflation risk is, inflation rates in the next, let's say, three to five years? And then uh, you can talk about tips as well, if you'd like, in terms of return expectations given your inflation forecasts. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, in the near term, we don't expect much in inflation pressure. There's a lot of capacity um, in this in our economy. We've got seven million people have lost jobs. So in terms of just the the, the wage pressure and cost push uh, factor on inflation, it's not going to be that large mm -hmm. for a long time. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to take many years for the economy to replenish those jobs. So I I wouldn't expect that the Fed is going to raise rates anytime you know before late 2010 at the earliest. <clears throat> Uh, that said, there's been so much stimulus put into the system, so right. much money pumped into the banking system. The quantitative easing has been really a source of injecting reserves into the banking system um, that eventually, as the economy recovers, that stimulus needs to be taken out or, or right. much of it pulled out, or otherwise it would be inflationary. And I think there's going to be challenges uh, to the government to pull that out. You know, the, mm -hmm. the Congress isn't going to like it. The president's not going to like it. There's going to be a lot of political pressure on the Fed you know, when they actually need to pull reserves out, cause interest rates to increase while we still have a lot, you know, millions of people unemployed. So th I think the risk is, you know, that inflation may be higher three years, four years, five years down the road. <clears throat> so that's that's good for tips in the longer run. So I right. think uh, five-year and out tips market uh, is going to perform pretty well over the next three to five years. Great. Thanks so much, Ken. You're welcome, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for joining us again today for another edition of Take 15 at CFA Institute. Copyright 2009, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.